Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Yian and Haran, welcome to 3CR Out of the Pan and on 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and On Demand. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your company. Out of the Pan is a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender or musical genre as well. Um, musically diverse, as we like to say. And opening up with Luke O'Shea and Medicine Wheel. No day like today on a coolish Sunday after a couple of sticky days here in um, the city of Trams. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants and we pay respects to elders past, present and emerging and that includes our queer elders such as but not limited to sister girls and brother boys and acknowledge their unique, diverse, amazing contributions to um, um, on and around the lands. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show um, if you want to communicate, and we've already had an email in, which I'll get to in a second, and someone's um, getting on the ball. Um, and um, the ways you can do it, look for the post on my page, Sally Goldner, on Facebook, or the post also on 3CR, um, out of the pan, 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne. You can also tweet at Sal Gold Said So, and that's the bottom line. We'll have a wrestling connection somewhere in the show today, so um, there's a um, a hint for you. Um, it'll be part of the music. Um, well, how else? You can also do it if you're still into into email. Some of us, some of us are. You can hit the Gmail out of the pan eight five five at gmail dot com, or you can text. Six one four five six um seven five one two one five that number again. Six one four five six seven five one two one five. But unfortunately no steak knives. But if you're vegetarian you're not gonna miss them anyway. Um right on the show today, um coming up very, very soon, the inimitable in the words of Daffy Duck, Jason um Twazen McSheen we'll be talking about Better Together. It was four weekends ago. It was a major highlight of, well, the the summer, but also I think it's fair to say it will go down probably as a landmark on many levels in Australian queer history. So I thought, rather than me waffle on about it, let's get um, the man who put it all together in to have a chat. So um, Jason coming up soon. Um, and lots of things happening and coming up. Hi to everyone down in the Rainbow Geelong Festival. Chatted to Lyndall last week. And during the week, the 3CR team emailed around because there's more stuff happening, and that is Chill Out, of course, um, is on from Thursday the 8th to Monday the 12th of March, um, which is the um, also coincides with a very important event on a three, you know, away for 3CR, the um, Labor Day long weekend where we acknowledge 8, 8 and 8, um, you know, sort of um, the eight-hour day on Labor Day, um, the um, Labor movement playing a big part in... Um, the history of 3CR, 
Um, and also this year, it's um, the weekend after Mardi Gras. They sort of don't coincide, so you can do both. So to all the international travellers who are now into Australia for Mardi Gras and you're listening, um, hey, come on down to Victoria afterwards and chill out. So lots going on. Um, yeah, so um, lots happening. Um, now, as I said, Melina's popped um, an email in already, and now I suppose this is public knowledge, so on that notice I'll read it out. Um, it's in fifty fifty in the Hun. Good on you for getting in there, Melina. Um, and it's at the top of the column, which I think says something. Begins the boozy boys club nature of politics and business must end now. I wish Robert Doyle a speedy recovery and thank him for his enormous contribution. Now, I'm not sure which day it is, but of course, Robert Doyle um, resigned as Lord Mayor earlier in the week, citing health issues. There is probably some stress. There is stress, no doubt, one way or the other. And my hesitancy in reading it out is, I suppose, to be fair, he is entitled um, to some to a presumption of innocence. And so, therefore, whilst I do have my thoughts on that situation specifically, I'm going to be fair and wait until this inquiry um, gets released publicly. I think that's a sort of reasonable thing to do. But I will talk, I think, I suppose, on a show about gender. It's a bit hard not to. Obviously, you know, there is a boys' club. I mean, you've got to look at something that a radio announcer convinced him to run for mayor, you know, and there's been talk about um, other prominent male personalities in Melbourne who sort of run the city in a way, and in particular media, reason why 3CR is here, and make sure you subscribe to us. We are in our subscriber drive mode at the moment. Um, listen for the message on that um, later in the show. So, yeah, um, we've got to change things. And, you know, there's a lot of talk at the moment. Um, people are saying, well, we can stop harassment, but is that really going to change the system? And I think there's some balance, balance in that. People, one of the things I always get grumpy about in terms of diversity, people say, oh, if we put more numbers in, in this case, women, that'll change things. Well, no, it's not going to uproot the culture just by putting numbers in. There has to be cultural change. And we see this in rainbow communities too, which will be relevant to talking about better together. Um, that, you know, organisations say that used to be gay and lesbian suddenly become LGBTI and they think they've changed. Well, no, you've got to do the work, and you've got to do it for all the groups and hold space. Now, you can't know everything overnight and change it overnight, but you've just got to make that commitment to keep learning. And, you know, I wonder if, you know, some organisations are learning. An example of boys' club dictatorialness during the week was um, the message that went out to AFLW coaches, women's um, coaches in the Women's League, about how to play the game. Would it have been sent out to males? Probably not. And, of course, the bigger one, um, Mr. Banana B. Joyce, and, you know, um, how his um, scandalous affair was hushed up. Had it been a woman? Obviously not. And one article quoting Gay Alcorn in The in the Guardian, you know, you look at well, the nastiness that Julia Gillard faced and wasn't even doing anything and all the insults she faced, you know, um, hate to read them out, almost witch and barren and that sort of thing. But um, Barnaby Joyce doesn't cop it, and he's done something that might, you know society overwhelmingly thinks is inappropriate, and you know cheated on someone. So you know there's a lot of issues going on here, and we do have to look at it. But something I wanted to touch on um, is that um, the um, I think there is a huge thing happening at the grassroots. Started with the Thrive symposium last year i was chatting to kate who does freedom of species coming up at one o'clock and they've got a great guest today um, i'll tell you about towards the end of the show um and um 
you know, there is this understanding now that people who are trying to create change, sure, I'm not working in environmental areas, but we're sort of facing in broad brushstroke terms, similar challenges. How do we look after each other? How do we avoid burnout? And we're all sort of fighting in a way for just a fair go. Excuse me, being a bit Australian there. So I think there's a lot of willingness now to sort of work together, both in terms of, well, the issues themselves. I mean, you can't, to me, you can't fight, say, for and not support, you can't fight for, say, queer equality and not support others. Now, I, you know, there's only one sense so much you can do, but if you've got a double standard going on and you're saying, oh, I don't really care, well, that's a problem too. And um, so I want to look a lot this year at intersectionality, which we'll certainly talk about with Jason soon. Um, and, um, you know, but to me, the environmental movement's part of it. We're just about respect, respecting humans on their merits, respecting all our creatures on their merits. Um, so, you know, we've got to sort of work it together. Um, 3CR, of course, has been doing that for, um, well, we're into our 43rd year sometime this year, which is pretty damn awesome. We'll keep doing it. Um, so, yeah, lots to work on. Um, but, you know, as I say, is I don't know if necessarily... I'm not a stu- I've never studied a lot of theory of economic and social systems, you know, capitalism and socialism and all the rest. I just tend to say we've got to just keep lifting human beings up and we've got to get back to some principle as well. Um, I find it bizarre that we can talk about the so-called African crime um, emergency or whatever it is, yet trans and gender diverse people are 12 times more likely to face assault than the broader population. Gee, funny how some people aren't talking about that. I suppose it's which dog whistle you want to whistle. Hmm. So there's my um, rant for the day. Welcome your thoughts on that. Um, it's, um, by all those means of communication, out of the pan 855 at Gmail. Um, text 61456-751215. Tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. And um, look for me on Facebook, Sally Goldner, for the post for today's show, and also on Out of the Pan 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne. In the meantime, well, there was a fair bit of this that happened at Better Together. Um, Let's have a bit of 80s pop from Pseudo Echo. And are you listening? 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts, and so do we. They're a bargain at $20 for adults and $15 for kids, and come in black, white, grey, and a cool light blue. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street, or order by phoning 9419-8377. Or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. This is David Rovix and you are tuned to 3CR 855 AM, Melbourne, Australia. Step three is finding there's a tactic when everyone believes it could be true. That if all the people work collectively, there just might be something we can do. And everything can change. 
couldn't have thought of a better lead-in to this segment, um, that David Rovick's um, jingle that's been around 3CR for a couple of years at least now. Um, we all work to collectively... We might just change things. We um, are looking to do that on 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally. And someone who also saw this need a couple of years ago and ended up having an amazing, organising what I personally consider is an amazing landmark in Australian rainbow history. Um, The organiser at the Better Together Conference is on the line. Jason, welcome back to 3CR. Thanks, Sally. It's good to be with you today. Um, I was thinking this, the listening song by Sudo Echo was also a good song mm. because that conference was about listening. <laughs> well, that, exactly that. I mean, we, you know, that was sort of you know why you wanted it um, and why why you had the sort of well, if I can be multi-sensory, um, the vision for it. But you know, um, there did seem to me to be a lot of listening going on. What What did you think? I was going to ask if you had to rate, um, you know, in terms of working better together and listening where zero was nothing good happened and 10 it was perfect. How would you rate it and what would make you say that? Well, I reckon it was probably an eight. Yep. Um, I'm, I have very high standards in how, you know, I wanted things to go, I guess. But it was an eight. It was, there, was no, there were no major disasters. There was a lot of really good collaboration going on and conversation. And I'm excited that like 70% of it's been um, recorded by Joy. So we've got... Um, those resources going forward to have a good listen to some of the stuff that was said. But yeah, I, I thought it was a really a real positive, collaborative, genuinely open um, mindset by everyone who came. And there were over 650 people who came over the two yeah. days so, so, uh, from all over Australia and uh, almost half or just over half came from outside of Melbourne and Sydney. Which is pretty cool because sometimes, yes, the larger cities can be sort of you know, be a bit more dominant. So it's good that we had a reasonable spread, um, which was important. And, um, yeah, um, lots of, you know, of listening going on. And good, yes, good that we got it recorded. And that was the critical thing. And, I mean, when, dare I say, an Australian Rainbow Oracle like Jamie Gardner says it's one of the biggest conferences in rainbow history, um, then I think you've, you can't argue with that, which I think the numbers alone say something really important. Yeah, it was really lovely. And I... I um was even inspired by the two-day pre-conference training oh, yes. academy that 110 people, I think a fifth of that um, cohort were trans. Yes. Uh, and 70% of them came from outside of Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah. So which, it, was, it was really yeah. wonderful. Yeah, so that was, I feel, I you know, nearly forgot about that in the excitement of Better Together. <laughs> the, the Leadership Academy the two days before, look, some plenty of challenges, you know, trying to admit where you might have failed in the last 12 months, not easy, and just speaking it out loud, um, very challenging for lots of people, but even to a table of, say, 10 people, um, but sometimes you get it out of your system and it's a good thing to do. So, um, And, and, and yeah. so you were there, that was an amazing group of people to be amongst for two days. I, I, I just felt that was, um, you know, just it was amazing. I just... We can't even describe it. And and there was a genuine openness and that, that exercise you're talking about, about admitting your failures, that was difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not easy. We, we live in a society that is sort of brought up on a very narrow definition of success, um, you know, sort of achieving goals and doing them effectively. And it don't happen like that. It's, it can be a long and winding road to get there. So I think that was really important. And, you know, it was, was great to see people sort of set some 
you know, I, a few years ago there was the abbreviation of B, a BHAG, a big, horda, um, big, um, big hairy audacious goal, and some people set them to you know to set up, um, go full time on running trans support groups and things, which was really their passion, and you know there was lots of support um, for each other. So I think that that part alone, um, good as well. Yeah, um, and I, yeah, and I felt there was a lot of um, at the academy, but also at the conference, I felt there was a lot of. Uh, from the feedback that's been received, a lot of transformation. So it wasn't just participation. People were able to go and, and, and something changed for them. Either they made a new connection or they understood intersex issues for the first time mm. or, you know, or, or, you know, our bisexual community stood up and stood up loud and proud and I thought were just amazing that with with how open they were, which provided people a chance to learn from them, Um and to have it front and centre, I was really proud of that. I thought that was one of the crowning achievements of the whole thing. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you for any specifics. And look, well, <laughs> I say with tongue-in-cheek, but also some genuine heartfelt seriousness, you know, as a committee member of Bisexual Alliance, I, <clears throat> I was very happy with, you know, the bi um, representation, the both the visibility and positivity, and, you know, as a long time what is it what is it now i'm a bi- i'm the bisexual grand i'm an Ast- I'm the bisexual grandma of australia's bi community <laughs> or a panma i can live with that um but there's worse thing <clears throat> worse things to be called and it was the most positive experience i've had as bi and I've, you know it started at the barbecue on the thursday night before the better together conference where there was this huge cheer it was like what bisexuals are being cheered for once. <laughs> so it was a nice shock. And yeah, thanks also to Trades Hall for the, the beer and barbecue too. But, um, um, you know, so I'm glad you, you know, I'm glad you picked a couple of highlights by and intersex. Now, acknowledging my privilege as a person of white skin, I'm, I, I feel like um, I want to ask, you know, what came out of it from what you've heard um, for people of colour and also acknowledging my rel- privilege as someone, you know, of relatively high physical ability. What has, what's been the feedback um, from people of colour and disability? Because I feel like we've got to start, you know, levelling the playing field within the rainbow and there's two areas where it's pretty sloping. Um, Absolutely. And that, so we made... People of colour was one of our other priority, main priorities, and they yeah. and they stood up as well. It was fantastic. Um, we, I mean, we and we ended the conference with people of colour completely the last um, plenary, but the their four sessions were uh, superbly attended. Well, you know, well done, and and we placed them front and centre as well. There were four disability sessions and presence, uh, obviously, in main sessions and everything else as well. And I thought they were amazing and it wasn't just physical disability cognitive yes. disability we also had and these don't um the deaf community are not disabled mm. so they are a different community and we had we provided um 60 of the conference was auslan interpreted for the almost 20 deaf people who came and their their session was crammed full as well so um i feel really pleased about um about that but there's still more to do and our indigenous stuff we had plans we, we provided space for three times as much Indigenous representation and participation as to what happened. And some of it just fell away um, through no fault of anyone's. Um, but that that could have been stronger, but it was still very good. You know? So I um, I feel like the, the tent pot, the, the scaffolding's put, been put further out to each space and there'll be trust next time um, that people will take up their opportunities quicker and we'll just continue. As a, you know, I'm, I'm a white privileged person as well. Um, the, the main emphasis of the whole conference was to facilitate an environment that allowed every space to be represented, tell their stories, 
form relationships and educate the others, but also they were all self-determined spaces. Yeah. So all the people of colour um, sessions and stuff were self-determined. We didn't tell them what to say, what to do, how to behave. Mm-hmm. It was uh, likewise all the bisexual sessions the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the disability sessions were the same, and the same with the um, people in deaf community. And I thought that was really beautiful because. Um, you don't need to control anything Absolutely. for it to be fantastic. And it was just, I I didn't get to go around to hardly anything because I was obviously doing logistics and stuff. But um, it's wonderful to think that people were interested in the people of colour sessions, people were interested in the bisexual sessions, people were interested in, in learning and engaging. And I think there was a, um, a real grace being shown from both people in those spaces and those of us who are privileged outside of those spaces. Yeah, I think that was I think that was some of the interesting parts because Lane Sainty reported in BuzzFeed on the post marriage equality session where there was some well, I'll use that hackneyed phrase, rigorous debate at times. How did you you were in that? I think you, you were chairing it. Um the, yes, the I session. It, yeah. Tell us a little about that one because that was obviously um, you know, one where I think we'll say passions ran a bit higher. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, it was um, the actual session itself was really good, and it's been recorded, so I'm, I'm eager to hear that one, one back actually. But um, I, you know, there were, just, you know, we had 58 sessions, and we minimised clashes. But um, some of the people who would have liked to have come to that session were in other sessions. Mm. Um, but so we we had a people of colour question and a trans question that were asked, um, written down by external people to be shared in that session and they were shared and I don't know if they were effectively answered. Um, but yeah, it was, it was <laughs> you know, in our spaces there's a lot of, there are a lot of people with different opinions about lots of different things. Well, and yeah. that is a microcosm of that, I guess. Well, yeah, we do. It's how we somehow manage to hold space. Um, you know, we've, we know and we've discussed this on this show many times before um, that, you know, we've gone through tough journeys that bring up emotions and they can come up easily. And, of course, people I still feel are obviously unsettled a bit raw after the dreaded survey, even though we yeah. got a pretty good result. So in one sense, um, you know, that emotion was there, but probably getting it out in a reasonably safe way was a good thing. Yeah, and. I think that that was really helpful, yeah. Yeah, and I think so too. And I think that was a really positive discussion and it was good to see, you know, probably seven or eight of 15 of the key players in the, that whole journey were in that room. Maybe, mm. and, and there were another 10 or 15 really key people in that room as well. And there was a real, you know, it's good to have a reflective piece. I don't understand personally, you know, um, why, you know, uh, trans representation was sort of thrown under the bus a little bit by some of the campaigns. Mm. I don't understand why um, even even the gayness was suppressed. You know, just mm. sort of the homosexuality was sort of suppressed in it, really. Yeah. And it, it wasn't necessary when you consider that the No campaign made it about um, the complete legitimacy of LGBTI people. In fact, they were talking about trans stuff all the time and safe schools and all the other things that had nothing to do with marriage per se because that's where they felt that they could win and they'd lost hands down and were stumped. And I, and I, the one positive about what Australian people did and maybe what some of our spaces didn't do was they said, actually, there's nothing wrong with LGBTI people um, mm. and this is rubbish. Yeah. And we, we need to be braver and prouder around that mm. as well. I, I am, for me, 
um, a trans person's rights are just as important as a gay person's rights. And in fact, if I don't champion them, then things won't be good for me anyway. Like it's just, I don't, I, I, and that was the whole point of Better Together. I don't think that the letters, whether they're having letters or, or not, is helpful. I'm not sure. But I don't think the letters should separate. I don't think the future for us to get where we need to go and to maintain growth and change and, um, you know, because so many things still need to happen, and we heard that at the conference. There's so many, and it's about it's all the stuff that has to filter its way through to to everyday experience, um, not just laws. You know, where where you go to a GP and you don't have to explain I'm a trans person, you don't have to explain I'm bisexual, or explain I'm an intersex person because they understand already because it's part of their training. They understand. Yeah, and and you, it's not fair. So those sorts of things need to happen. Anyway, I, I just I feel like if we stay together, we don't have to agree. We don't even have to like each other superbly all the time, but we need to understand what each space, um, you know, is desiring and craving for change, and so we can learn from them, and then we can agitate together for those same things. I think there's something really valuable in that. Look, agreed, and it was interesting. Out of the gay male caucus was a huge discussion on misogyny, which I found again another happy surprise that you know when that was reported back, that was very very interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting, and you know, and there's you know, there's racism in our communities. There's um, there's just a, there's, a, there's a level of ignorance, and that's okay. I guess we're all ignorant. I'm ignorant, mm. um, but if we acknowledge that we're ignorant, and then we, you know, we listen. For example, Tony Briffer had 45 minutes of a main plenary, and um, I didn't know what they were going to say, and they presented a really, you know, an intersex 101, really. Uh, and I felt that was really helpful for people to understand this is actually what what intersex is, is what's important to intersex people right now, this is what they're doing, this is the things that they have to put up with. And I would dare say that most LGBT people don't understand what the I is about. I would agree with that. There's still a long way to go, and you know, the, we, you know, the fact that the you know unnecessary, largely unnecessary surgeries on intersex infants are still happening. That's another generation who's going to be well damaged. Butchered. Yeah, butchered. Yeah. Yeah. So we need need to change that. And you know, it seems that the way to work it effectively now is law. Until you know, the surgical profession not coming on board. Um, and, you know, it is about law. So. Um, yeah, lot, lots in there, and I, I did hear, and this this is second-hand, but I don't think it's anything, you know, sort of outrageous or anything. I heard from the lesbian caucus there's a struggle for a lesbian identity, which, you know, is obviously not my area of expertise as a bi and trans person, but I was sort of interested in that. Did, did, did anything more come out of that one? Yeah, that's, that. look, I was aware of that beforehand. Um, I went to a lesbian caucus at an American conference called Creating Change um, and sat as a as a person in the back. I got permission. Yeah. And they feel there too that they there's there's not enough space for um, lesbian identity. And so we were really conscious about trying to create some space for lesbian identity in the conference too. You know, we had a um, a researcher present at one point in one of the 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 plenaries and I think that's that's there. And just because and the thing is, you know, just because um all all of our issues are um, while they're different, they're all equally important. Mm. And that's the really important thing. I love the fact that in our this conference we had, you know, there were so many people with so many, coming from so many different minorities or marginalised areas that whose marginalisation was more important than the others? Well, nobody. 
Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. couldn't sort of say, I'm this and this and this and I'm suffering this, but actually, no, that other person over there has got this and this and this and they're suffering that. And, 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 and it was good that it wasn't a woe is me, how bad is my life. It was, these are the things that we're dealing with right now. Wow, these are things that you're dealing with right now. We have some of the things are the same, some are different. How do we help each other? Yep, very much. Um, very much so. And I've got to say, as a bi and trans person, I felt it was incredibly serendipitous that in the bi caucus, oh, we've got a lot in common with trans and gender diverse. And then the trans and gender diverse caucus, we've got a lot in common with bi. It certainly helped me feel very intersectional, which was really cool. I've got to say one thing. I, um, bef- you know, um, you know, I've just got to say huge congratulations to you and Eamon and Marnie, who you know pretty much took this battle, did a lot of a huge load of the work. I know there were other volunteers as well, and you know, activist self care is important. It is four weeks. Um, you know, have you sort of begun to ground again mentally and physically after such an amazingly busy, well, week? You know, of the leadership training and better together, and then Midsummer Carnival the next day. Um, have you begun to settle again after that? And how are the three of you in particular going? You want an honest answer? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, well, the forty-seven-year-old um, body and mind doesn't recover as fast as it used to. Um, so, yeah, I'm good. I'm okay now. But it was, you know, there's a, there was a uh, the the well had been dried, you know, and it had mm. to be filled. And so I've just been filling it. And um, same for Marnie and Eamon and. Um, Adrian and others who worked on it. yeah, it's just you know, but that, but everything of value is hard work, right? Yeah, everything that you know. So there was always going to be a cost, um, but it was well worth it. Every you know, all the stories, all the transformation um, stories, and the the connections that have been built, and one then what happens next, all of that is ma- makes it worthwhile. And so there's no complaint. Well, but you're right; it does. It is harder. <laughs> yeah. Well, it leads to a couple of questions. I almost feel like I'm being very dangerous asking this one. What of the future for Better Together? Um, I know you're probably not thinking of that just four weeks out, but, um, you know, um, where next? Um, how could we get that 8 out of 10 a bit higher next time, that sort of thing? Have you th- thought about that yet, or is it still sitting in the, the, the inbox somewhere? No, Sally, I've already been working on it for the last two weeks. <laughs> ah. um, any so, any uh, teasers um, for us? Yeah, well, I mean, we, look, so ideally we want to do it again and uh, in the, about 18 months' time or so, yep. so every two years, um, there are some, you know, things that have to happen for that to happen and we want to do it better as well. Um, and the Training Academy, we want to take that around the country. Yep. And and provide an affordable um, uh, opportunity for community people to come together, get nurtured and... and you know, upskilled where they where they're deficient, but also to form networking and and build capacity where you know where we we all need capacity in different areas with all the work that we do. So and there's a real possibility we can get that up and running by the middle of the year. Um, but I've, yeah, I've already started having conversations with you know key stakeholders around um, financial support and stuff like that. And then we've also the other model we did with this, which. I'm very proud of, and this, I've actually tried to do that in everything that we've ever I've ever led. Anyway, um, mm. is 150 people came for free yep. to the conference, and 20 something people came for free to the training academy. So they got a scholarship, or they were funded by someone else. Yeah, um, and I feel that's really important. Yeah. And that model around you know the 25 percent redistribution of equity yep. is um, is something that I want to keep modelling that going forward. And I, you know we. 
we had to cram a whole stack of things into the conference and even the training academy, we crammed just, just crammed it all. Mm. Um, we probably don't have to cram so much next time, but if we didn't do it this time, we would have had problems. Yep, fair enough. Um, so, and you know, the venue, um, it was financially prohibitive to have any coffee or food provided. We provided water. Um, so hopefully the next time we can have, um, you know, at least coffee spaces. Um, but having said that, it was the most central space that we could get, and that was very important too um, for accessibility by people. Um, and then, you know, hopefully all the scaffolding has been built out into all those spaces that next time, you know, we'll probably have something like co-chairs, so so a chair from each of the spaces who can who's a volunteer who's able to do the work. Mm. Um, they can, you know, help sort of micromanage some of those spaces and we know how to put the conference together itself and make sure that, you know, we have stronger, even stronger um, diverse sexuality and gender representation in those areas in bisexuality and people of colour and our Indigenous stuff and, and hopefully, you know, get some grants and hopefully have the whole thing Auslan interpreted. Because yeah. our queer deaf people were really excited about having legitimate access and engagement when that doesn't happen. So, so, so there's some of the things. And then we, we tried the caucus thing, which I don't think has happened in Australia before. Um, Not to my knowledge, no. And I was worried it wasn't going to work. Like, we didn't know, right? Mm. So next time we would have, uh, make sure no caucus at all clashes. I think there was one clash between one caucus and another, but um, make sure none of them ever clash and then have a, a, another, all the caucus leaders, maybe we have a pre-conference training with the people who host each caucus, but um, where the, the people managing each caucus meet together maybe the late afternoon of the last day and then they do a co-presentation together, like they did on stage, but it come out with like a Melbourne statement. Yeah. So we just, but I wasn't, we weren't sure whether, you know, we felt, you know, we were throwing out all the fishing lines and stuff and the night before, who knows what was going to happen. <laughs> well, look, fair enough. And look, I, I say very genuinely, I admire anyone myself who can do event organising because it's a lot of balls to juggle. And my idea of event organising is taking a list of orders for pizza when people come around to my place. <laughs> and, you know, I think that if you got, as you said, you got eight out of ten. And I think having laid the foundations and put the scaffolding up, so to speak, to continue those analogies, you know, that's the main thing for a first time. We've got a base now. We can build the walls and paint them and do some um, glammy interior decorating on the Absolutely. next Absolutely, and we, and we, we ran we that conference it. on a, we made mm. a profit of $121 on the Monday before. So we, we spent, and we, you know, we, we some of the frills, bells and whistles we did have planned, we just canned them, but they weren't missed because um, we wanted to make sure that, you know, we had Auslan interpretation or we mm. had the water for everybody or whatever it was. And, and um, hopefully next time, you know, we've got some capacity to do, you know, to have coffee provided and stuff. Yeah. But having said that, I was really pleased with the training academy. You know, they were fed and watered. We had three networking evenings on the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday nights that were all food and alcohol and drinks provided, um, which I think a total of six or 700 people came to over those three nights. So we did provide some of that stuff. But, there, you know, you just, it's, there's a lot of good learnings come out of it, And but I'm just really, you know, I slept well the night the night it was done, and I'm just really pleased that everyone stepped up. I felt like everybody stepped up. I and, think so. And that I'm, that, that's what I'm really proud of. I really feel like we are better together, and I and to actually see it in action was a beautiful thing. It was beautiful. 
I think that's a good note to finish on. <laughs> um, Jason, yeah, thank you very much um, for doing everything again. Thanks to Eamon and Marnie and all the team who, you I'll know, amazing. They were just so quick to respond to any questions over email or whatever, which is 650 people. It's pretty awesome. Um, I think it has reinvigorated the queer community. It happened, you know, whether by good luck or good management at the right time. So um, I'll, we'll look forward to the next one wherever it is. And, yeah, naturally, if there are developments on the leadership training around the country, stay in touch with me and um, we will keep going better together. <laughs> Thanks Thank you, for Sally. the time. All right, take care, Sal. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Jason Twazen McSheen, the organiser of Better Together. And I think Jason touched on something there which I wanted to mention. Some people were saying, oh, who is this Better Together mob? How are they accountable? They're not, you know, and Jason touched on this, they're not trying to take over the community or anything like that. Um, you know, it is about, you know, they just, better the conference just facilitated spaces for everyone else. They're not trying to be, point themselves a peak body or anything. I'll have a chat about what came out of the Bi and Trans Caucuses specifically um, in the next segment. In the meantime, well, I think um, let's keep doing good stuff like that. In the words of Noiseworks from the 90s, let's take it, high, take it higher. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand out of the pan with Sally. Yeah, the perfect companion in your car on your road trip. You can stream radio straight into your car. Straight in. Like 3CR gets streamed straight into your car. Keeping you company. No matter where you're going or what you're doing, you'll have something interesting in your ear. That's correct. And you can Bluetooth it and you can just stick it right into you. (laughs) Any kind of attachment you want. To subscribe to 3CR, unwaged is $35. Yes. Yes. Waged? $75. And solidarity? $150. That's pretty reasonable to help keep 3CR on air. Call 3CR 9419 and... Subscribe. Subscribe today. Subscribe now. When I'm on a road trip, I want to take 3CR with me and listen to rock and roll. Got some rock and roll to close the show today. Um, stay tuned for that. Uh, as I said, it will have a WWE connection because we can. Um, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3CR.org.au and On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Lots coming up, um, including on 3CR, Freedom of Species is up next if you're listening on Sunday or I'm wanting to tune into the podcast and the guests will be Jill Pickering from the Australian Brumby Alliance talking about, well, I think I almost need to say a bit of a trigger warning here, talking about the culling of alpine brumbies in Victorian Snowy National Park. Goodness me, that is not a good thing. There's lots of things happening in the rainbow community. Bent TV rolling on um, still for another six months, um, 10 o'clock Friday night. Um, And... That's, um, what else have we got? Alphabet Soup um, is on at Danbar. Um, you've got the Trans Cafe Night for Seahorse. Check seahorsevic.com. Um, and where are we coming up to? That gets us through this week. Um, or am I in? Yes, it does. And, oh, sorry, Polyvic discussion on Tuesday night as well. So lots are happening um, as it does. 
Um, so you wanted to talk about, um, and of course, don't forget the events of the Geelong Rainbow Festival today, and also um, you know the 3CR Community of Sound events coming up at Fairfield Amphitheatre. Um, that's next Sunday, five till seven thirty. So lots happening to be involved in. Well, as I said, wanted to talk quickly um, before we wrap it up about the Bi and Trans Caucuses of great interest, and I'm, I think I probably need to get people who are at the various other. Corkai, is that the word? Plural of caucuses. Anyway, um, the bi caucus, as I said, are a huge feeling, a great feeling of solidarity, of respect. Um, obvious issue, visibility rather than invisibility erasure. It's still there. Everyone was pretty much on the ballpark on that. Um, but what issues do get erased when we lump, say, don't ignore bi altogether or lump it in with gay and lesbian? Trigger warning um, for one, um, worse um, rates of. Um, sexual assault for bi women um, and that has to be stopped um, and by worse we mean compared to um, lesbian but also to heterosexual which may be surprising but it is this sense of bi women being in inverted commas objects and that sort of thing that can lead to it or being badly objectified in porn all that sort of stuff and that's not against porn it's there's good porn out there that's respectful it's just a matter of making more of it um, now issues of mental health, which are well documented, if you're copying it from both sides, which a lot of bi people have, um, very um, important to note um, that you know that's going to worsen things. But as as Jason discussed, a huge sense of visibility, and as I said, this the bi caucus was on on the first morning um, on the Friday, and there was this huge sense of connection to trans and gender diverse and. Uh, Misty Farquhar from Western um, Western Australia, a researcher, pointed out the huge correlation between bi plus, as it's now been called, and I do like that so that we get around debates over bi, pan, queer, etc. Um, and you know, in terms of people being attracted to more than one gender, um, so huge connection between bi plus and non-binary, um, which kind of makes sense. And then, as I said, great um, um, sort of the we'll say the other side of the coin, so to speak, in the Trans and Gender Diverse Caucus, whereby, um, you know, just spontaneously, yes, there's lots to talk about with bi. So, yeah, personally and professionally, if you like, very pleased. I think the, th- the, good, the thing that came out of the Trans Caucus was, you know, we, there are, let's face a reality, there are disparities around Australia, both in working within, together within the trans and gender diverse communities and the, we'll say, the positivity to, from the broader community. And I think that has to be recognised. Now, there's lots of people beyond trans, cisgender so-called allies, who are saying, you need a trans and gender-diverse national peak body. Well, there's two things wrong with that. First of all, don't tell the trans community what to do. Thank you very much, umpire. And second, there isn't a gay and lesbian peak body, so get your act together before you start telling us what to do. But the hard reality is we're not at that point yet because of these variations in progress. And the conclusion that came out of the caucus, the idea of a loose national network where we just listen to what people are doing. And, you know, the 40 people in the room, there's lots of good stuff going on. Some people are doing one-to-one peer support in regional areas, which involves just having a coffee with someone, all for that, on both the peer support and the coffee. There's lots of good things happening with people trying for law reform or structural change to, you know, get rid of the horrible mental health issues that trans and gender diverse people face due to discrimination and prejudice or um, improve inclusive medical care. 
So everyone was sort of going, oh, you're doing good stuff. You're doing good stuff. And I reckon if we do this national network for two or three years, it could really bring things, well, we could be doing stuff better together, to use that obvious, to use the phrase. And I think it was a real uh, landmark in the history of the trans and gender diverse community, not since Health Indifference 2010 have I felt that level of positivity about the national trans community or seen it um, and, you know, that sort of thing. So I think really, really good. Um, lots of other panels. Yours truly chaired a facilitator, a couple, um, in my best um, parent joke MC sort of approach. Um, parent jokes, that's the gender-inclusive version of dad jokes, and I couldn't do those anyway because I never was a male. Um, but um, lots of fun, um, a repeat of the... Um, sort of trans and faith panel or a sort of edited version of what happened on Trans Day of Remembrance last year, um, which was really good um, with many of the participants across a range of faiths um, coming in and some good humour with one person saying that they were, um, what is it, they weren't the, um, the expectation of a modern major general, um, which started a round of Gilbert and Sullivan, but something like that. Um, also, yours truly facilitated a panel on subconscious bias and, for example, how sex workers were nearly barred from Mardi Gras because they were assumed to be heterosexual women. Duh, sex workers, two, two out of three are queer and are you going to police people's sexual orientation anyway? Um, got some issues to talk about there. Um, Joan Green, if you're listening, you have to come in. We've got lots to catch up on on this show um, from Vixen Collective. But, yeah, check. If you want to know about sex workers, check with reliable groups, Vixen Collective, Scarlet Alliance and... Um, swear over in Western Australia is um, just a few. There's plenty of others, but um, yeah, check for reliable organisations around the country who are peer-led. Um, yeah, so overall, um, great stuff for trans and bi, I thought. Um, very reviving. There was a challenge, you know, and it's not the conference's fault. The people who really needed to be there shut up and listen um, perhaps the worst offenders on lateral hostility in the structured part of the rainbow community weren't there. Um, but, you know, what is, it, what is it? How many mental health professionals does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know how many, but the light bulb has to want to change. All right, promised you I'd finish with a WWE reference, and I'm not going to let you down. Um, um, two weeks ago was the Royal Rumble, and <clears throat> amazing, one of the best WWE pay-per-views, in my opinion, in years, and, you know, Asuka winning the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. And just as she was about to choose which um, women's champion to pick, we had some music hit and out came Ronda Rousey, who's now with WWN, the music that hit. Um, well, depending on who you talk to, some might say this is my theme song, Joan Jett and Bad Reputation. So I'll take it out today with some loud stuff on 3CR. Um, thanks to... Um, Jason, for being our guest um, next week on the show, is Amelia talking about um, various water events that are coming up on the 24th. Um, and there's lots of them. There's also the Darabin Trans and Gender Diverse Pool event that night, all happening in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. So um, hopefully it'll be just warm enough. Anyway, um, I'll leave you with Joan Jett for today. Um, Freedom of Species up next. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.